There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Yeah, those are your headlines in exactly 68 seconds. And now that you've heard most of the day's news headlines, it's time for some of the news that didn't make the news this morning. A great way to get better sleep. Great new way to get better sleep. How much money? do you have to make to feel successful and you might not have to diet to lose weight it is thursday february 15th of 2018 we're jeff and jen and here it is your news that didn't make the news on cincinnati's q102 before we get to those stories let's uh do a, a brief rundown on uh, the top story yesterday that's uh, bled into today, you may have heard there was another horrible school shooting and uh, can't even believe we're saying it again. This time it happened at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. 17 people killed. Parkland is in southeast Florida. It's about a half an hour north of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, That makes it one of the 10 deadliest mass shootings in U.S. history and the fourth deadliest school shooting. And it is already the 18th school shooting in America in 2018. It is February 15th. The 18th? It is the 18th school shooting in America this year. And it's only February 15th. The shooter is a 19-year-old former student at the school named Nicholas Cruz. He was expelled from the school for disciplinary reasons, and according to the police, his social media history is, quote, very, very disturbing. He posted about guns and violence. He talked about killing people with an AR-15 assault rifle and posed with BB guns, shotguns, knives. Other students have talked about how he was a loner. I'm amazed that these posts don't draw more attention from law enforcement. I mean, here's a kid in crisis who is making it very clear that he is a threat. 
And, and it just, oh, it just breaks my heart. He used an AR-15 semi-automatic assault rifle yesterday. That is the same weapon that was used in the Vegas and Texas church massacres last year, the Pulse shooting in Orlando in 2016, the San Bernardino attack in 2015, and at Sandy Hook in 2012. He may have pulled a fire alarm to draw kids out of class toward the end of the day and make the death toll as high as possible. He had multiple magazines with him. But a lot of people thought the fire alarm was suspicious since there had already been a fire drill earlier in the day. Of the 17 victims, two were killed outside the school, 12 died in the school, one died on the street, and another two died at the hospital. 13 other people ended up in the hospital, too. The shooter initially got away afterward, maybe they think, by blending in with other kids who were running away, but the police quickly caught him in a neighboring town, and now he is in custody. Uh, That is rare in these situations, by the way. In the other 10 deadliest mass shootings in the U.S., uh, the shooter was usually killed or killed themselves. Uh, In this case, the shooter's motive is not clear at the moment, but it turns out uh, he was adopted, and I guess both of his adopted parents had passed. Very sad. His dad, I guess, uh, died years ago, and then... His mother just in November, but we just, I spent a lot of time yesterday afternoon watching the coverage of this, and it's just, it's going to keep happening until we, until we learn what it is we're supposed to learn here. And I think there's a lot of lessons in all of this, but for me, it's like, can't we, let's be kind to one another. You know, this kid has had issues for a really, really long time, and he's needed help. Mm Mm-hmm. And apparently, obviously, never got it. And there were warning signs left and right. Oh, yeah, lots. We just got to take better care of each other. And on social media, too. That's what's crazy. These kind of posts don't draw more attention. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. To this, and and I mean, there are so many issues surrounding all of it. Tim and I were listing off all of them earlier this morning, and and you there's know, the mental health thing, there's the guns thing, there's the you know, everyone doesn't get a trophy thing. There's, <laughs> uh, you know, there's so many pieces of the puzzle, right? There is, but it all it all starts with why are these kids do what is happening in these kids' lives. That is causing them, that's bringing them to this brink. I mean, there's so many band-aids we can put on these situations, like the guns, like making sure they're getting everything. It just Well, we can't have that discussion because we're always told that now is not the appropriate time to have that discussion. So evidently, that's uh, one part of the dialogue that Mm -hmm. uh, we're not allowed to talk about. In other news that didn't necessarily make the news this morning... A new survey found the top eight things that distract people when they're driving. And here are the top eight. Talking to other people in the car, 
the car's warning sounds, changing the radio station, eating, looking at the GPS, talking on the phone, texting or emailing. 91% say that's distracting, but 53% of them admit to doing it anyway. And the number one distraction, checking out apps on your phone. So half of them had to do with your phone. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Driver distraction. I have a, there's a person that works in this building, a part-timer, that had a... Um, it was a chain reaction accident that happened recently on 75 northbound while they were coming into work. Someone texting on their phone swerved in the other lane, hit a car, hit a car, hit a car. The survey also found that 10% of people have personally gotten into an accident or almost gotten into one because they were distracted by something. Do you guys get on your phones when you're driving? I try not to. No, I have a thing. I have that thing on my phone now where when once the Bluetooth connects with the phone. And It'll it, text the person and say, Jeff is driving yeah, or and whatever. What I discovered is Kristen and I switched cars when she moved her daughter to D.C. because mine is bigger and they needed the space. And I found that it worked in her car, too, just oh, automatically. Connected? didn't even oh, have wow. to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great because when you're not getting the the dings and the beeps and the alerts, you don't even you forget you even have your phone with you. You're not even I aware. Think, yeah, you're mm-hmm. focused on the road like you should be. It is 7:41 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. More news that didn't make the news coming up, uh, but a quick look at the weather. We're we've got some heavy rain moving in this afternoon. We've got warm temperatures. It's just weird weather wise. Anyway, we're in February. We're going to see a high of 65 today. We have a flood watch in effect. For areas east of Hamilton County, starting at 4 o'clock through tomorrow afternoon. So we'll see that rain move in. Periods of rain on and off this morning and then heavier stuff this afternoon. Right now it's 58 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. All right, Cincinnati's Q102. Jeff and Jen, 809. Scattered showers early and then heavy rain this afternoon and this evening. A high around 65 degrees. And um, looking at the extended forecast here. And we are warm, like, next next seven days. Yeah, it's weird. But it's supposed to be kind of gross, though, right, with the rain and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of rain the next week. Uh, might have a little bit of a break on Sunday, but they got a flood watch in effect for areas of, well, at least east of Hamilton County starting at 4 o'clock this afternoon. It's supposed to run through tomorrow afternoon. So that that's your February Right now it's 58. <laughs> Welcome to Cincinnati. At Cincinnati's Q102. <laughs> so the next time you think you're too tired to have sex, here's something to keep in mind. You'll be even less tired if you get it on. According to this survey of people who actually sleep well, what's the secret? They say the biggest key is sexual relations. of the people in the survey say that sex helps them sleep better. And about a third say reading before bed helps them sleep. Okay, so they're talking about right before bed. Yes. I like option A over option B. (laughs) Although both are pretty effective. Yeah. Reading. My eyes get too tired. If I'm really tired, I have a tough time reading because my eyes are... Well, yeah, and you start thinking about all these other things that you'd rather be doing, and then you just keep reading, and you're like, I don't even know what happened in this book. National Sleep Foundation agrees that sex is a great way to fall asleep since you release a hormone called prolactin, which makes you tired. And by the way, a different survey just found that 70 million Americans have trouble getting a quality night of sleep. 
53% of those people say they'd be willing to give up alcohol forever to sleep great every night if they could. Boo. 44% to be willing to give up social media. That's how they. That's how des- desperate they are for a good night's sleep. 44% to give up pizza. Oh, wow. I, I'm, I, there are times in life that I was pretty desperate for a good night's sleep. I feel like I probably would have given up pizza. <laughs> You'd try anything. Yeah. there's nothing like exhaustion. Mm-mm. And 33% would give up their political beliefs. Well, think about how much sleep deprivation affects all other things in your life. Mm-hmm. I know it's awful, Jeff. It is so what awful. What are you really? doing? I was it's trying. hand lotion. It is not hand lotion. Oh. It is the worst old lady is- smell I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and you started putting it on at the beginning of that story, and it was like rancid immediately Really? In this it's, it smells that bad to you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, good. I don't like the smell of it, but I didn't think it was that strong. I mean, why would you even put it on? Because oh. the texture of it is fabulous. Just get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that stinks. <laughs> It is. What is it made oh. of? It's hand lotion. No, it's, it's not. not the, yes, it Give is. It to me. Mm. Give it to me. It smells I'm, like we're going in a hippie why store. Why are you doing it now? <laughs> oh, dude, come on, Because it's awesome. Give, well, she said it felt really nice. It does feel really nice. <laughs> now, let's not be throwing things. No more oh. hand lotion this morning, people. <laughs> better than the old lady smelling lotion that, that is right that's it. no, it's way that's better than worse. febreze and all that other crap it's Ugh. not chemical it's horrible that stinks what were we talking about sleeping, sleeping. i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> hey uh switching gears here for a second to talk about money let's talk about money you don't have to be super rich to feel like you're successful you don't even have to make six figures to feel successful you know they study Things like this, people's perception, the way they, their outlook on money. And a new study out of Purdue University in Indiana found that people are the happiest when they make between sixty and $75,000 a year. I wonder what percentage of the public makes that. I mean, do you think that's a pretty average salary overall? What is it, What does the average American make? Average American, what, what is the average American salary? And in comparison, is sixty to seventy-five thousand dollars about what everybody makes, or is that? All right, the average American income, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, persons with uh, doctorates—that doesn't help me. The average for an advanced degree, uh, seventy-two thousand men, averaging. And that's for an advanced degree. Here we go. Household income. And that's individual income, 60s. Well, I would guess that that's probably pretty high, that that's not the average, that that's above the average individual income in America. What I got here is 73,293 in 2014, the latest year for which this data is completely available. That's for household income, though, right? Okay. Um, So that could be one person, that could be two people. Right. Yeah. So let's see. Sixty to seventy-five thousand dollars a year is what it takes to feel successful. Which, by the way, this lines up with what other studies have also found in the past, um, and and we've seen a number of these studies. However, these researchers took it further. They wanted to see how much money it took for people to feel more than happy. They looked at when people felt like they had achieved their financial goals and they were successful. And the answer for that is 95000 a year. And they found that when people made more than that, it actually made them 
less satisfied because once you start making more than $95,000 a year, your whole way of thinking changes. You start wanting nicer things that you can't necessarily afford. You start comparing yourselves to richer people and your overall sense of happiness is diminished. Well, you got that whole six-figure salary thing. And the thing about that is $100,000 is a six-figure salary. So is $900,000. And there's a very big difference between making 100000 and 900000 Right. But you're like, hey, I make six figures. Well, I don't know why. I mean, like, I've never made six figures. And I don't know why that's a number that people strive for. Strive for. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like you can live within your means and still save money at numbers considerably less than that. Mm-hmm. And still have a great life. And still have a really mm-hmm. awesome life. Mm-hmm. Also, the more you take, um, the more you make, the more the government takes. <laughs> I remember going, wow, I got a $20,000 pay raise. This was a long time ago. Oh, but my paycheck's only $52 more. What yeah. happened? What happened? Oh, Spica dude. Huh. This Spica person. Who are they? What are they doing? Oh, no. Yeah, they have those um, calculators that can determine, like, uh, what percent are you. Like, you've heard about the 1% or the 99%. You are asking what percentage of people in this country make around $60,000 a year, for example. Mm-hmm. And the answer is... No, this can't be right. (laughs) (laughs) What did it say? Compare your personal income with other earners. This is a Wall Street Journal calculator. I put $60,000, and it says just under 20% of people in the country make $60,000. If I put $75,000, which is the high end of that bracket, it is uh, about 15% of people. So that number goes down. Now, do you want me to look at one hundred thousand so dollars? So that's, that's about thirty-five percent of the population makes between sixty and seventy-five. When you add the two groups together, right? Eight um, percent of Americans overall make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay, the one percent though isn't that something crazy? Isn't that like over three fifty or four hundred? I want to say I think it's four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Is the one percent? Uh, it is one percent. Let me just double check. Take it down to four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> is everybody doing their math trying to figure out how? <laughs> what are your odds of marrying a millionaire? I checked. Who out makes a million? <laughs> that's, where you, that's where you went with this? <laughs> I checked out of this conversation Damn, a while there's ago. not very many of them out there at all. How? What's the percentage of people making seven figures? Seven figures. Yeah. All right, let's making do that. a million. <laughs> uh, that would be 1% as well, Jen. So I, it seems like, you know, based on this calculator, and it's obviously not scientific. Once you hit 425, then you're just all grouped together. Yeah. They're, they're few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. What is your requirement? Did you, you, what's your... Uh, oh, I've given up on that. Your MSR? My MSR, <laughs> my minimum salary requirement. You've given up on the requirement or you've just given up on uh, oh, looking all together? Hell, just uh, just oh. to hell with it all. Oh, Why? gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> 
I understand. <laughs> you should not have an MSR. You well, should make your own money thing. and take care well, of yourself. And, that, and, and if they bring I've money been to doing the party, that. then even better. I've been doing that. But, you know, when you leave one relationship and there were issues in the pay that, department, there was money. There was a lot of fighting about money. Mm-hmm. And I, that is just one thing I don't ever want to fight about again. I get and it. And I, you know, I... I Figure if somebody's making the same amount of money as me or more, there's less opportunity for the fight. For the right. fight, yeah. and so that was very important to me. Did after you guys the have split. a joint bank account? Uh, we did. See, yeah, separate and that was a big account. problem. And I did have a separate one, but uh, yeah, it was. It was. We had two completely different philosophies, <laughs> and it it just. Not it was not good. So if you if you were going to do it again, married thing, yeah, okay. What would be what would be required? Like you would have to philosophically line up in the area of money. In other words, based on your history, is that now changed the way you view I that moving to, forward? I want to be able to uh, easily continue the lifestyle to which I've been accustomed. So I don't want to all of you know all of a sudden be in a relationship and oh we've got to move to a smaller house and you know get a or save for this or you want to be able to live the way that you've been living all along on yeah, your own. Yeah, and I just don't want to fi- I don't want to fight about it. Yeah. And be be clear everybody needs to understand Available credit is the same thing as money. No, oh, <laughs> that is something I need to tell. What's funny though is whenever we talk about me getting you into another relationship, it's always for the record you that brings up the money thing. Always. So do I, I, I do feel yes. like, do I do that? I feel like people listening to this show are thinking, oh, that Jen, all she cares about is money. It's not me who brings it up. Are you sure? Yes. Mm. It, I will say, though, in Jeff's defense of him bringing it up, you often were on the record multiple times talking about minimum salary requirements. But that's been years. Yes. And it was always in a joking manner. I, I don't know about that. And I would also say that if you were to start dating, that I feel like your finances should just remain your finances. Oh, without a doubt. That that who because nobody else is going to want to jump into that party. No co-mingling. Whomever you date should just realize that Mm -hmm. their finances are their finances. There will be nothing joint. So if he's like a multimillionaire. It's that's his, his money. That's his money. <laughs> hey, uh, these are not rules that I am coming up with. These are all Fritch's <laughs> idea right now. I'm just saying. But there though. are so many things that are, I mean, that was a stinger for me 12 years ago. So that was, you know, a priority that's, at that time because it was a big factor. Well, that's why I like Absolutely. checking in with you now. I like there to see how you're. There are things that are way more important to me now. I like I mean, seeing how your ideas I, have evolved I need, over the I years. need a kind heart that is open and accepting and not judgmental and that adores Jacob and one that Jacob adores and mm-hmm. somebody who knows how to be with him. And it doesn't matter what he makes. Right. <laughs> I don't want him to be unemployed. And no, I don't want I know, him I know. to struggle. Yeah. 
I want him to be happy in a career that he's that chosen. That is a wonderful priority to have at the top of your list. That is numero uno. That is that. You know what? And if you have that with a person, you are rich in all exactly. other ways. Okay. Exactly. So, would you entertain the idea of going on a blind date, Jen? No. Say no. Who's setting me up on this blind date? Us. No. <laughs> Give your best interest you, in hand. If you really want to get your heart pumping, you, do, you don't need to ride motocross or go cliff jumping or snowboarding or downhill skiing or rob banks or whatever it is that gets the adrenaline going for some people. Because this study out of England found that simply going on a blind date can get your heart rate up to about 106 beats per minute, which is right around where you'd want to be, where you would be if you went skydiving. That's a load, too, because your average... <laughs> let me tell you about heart rate, okay? Resting heart rate is between 60 and 100. Are you sure that doesn't say 160? It no. says 106. That's a typo, because walking up a flight of stairs can get you to 106. Because my heart yeah. rate monitor that I wear... Me, right now, after this conversation I've been having with you, I would bet that mine's at about 125. I get so much joy In out fact, of this Wait a minute. I've got, so much I think fun. I have it with me. I think my heart rate <laughs> calculator out. I do. I have it with me. Yeah. Let me see it. Put it on. Right here telling you right now it's no surprise to see heart rates spike before thrilling experiences in extreme sports however it was a surprise to the researchers to see blind dates among the top thrills that's your heart rate right now yes oh wow (laughs) are you feeling good i wonder what a blind date would do for your heart rate that's what i was thinking okay we're down under 100 now but let me see just put it on put it on your finger i always have a low heart rate nope it's on (laughs) So what do you want to talk about now? <laughs> 92. Let me see. What does that mean? You're fine. Okay. 60 to 100 is normal resting heart rate. Fritch is going to be like 44 because hers is just low. I always have a low heart rate. All right. You know the only thing that's more American than seeing Bigfoot? Filing a lawsuit about it. Do you hear this? A woman named Claudia Ackley from Crestline in South Southern California. She swears she saw Bigfoot. When she was hiking last March, but she's upset that the state is not taking her seriously. So now she is suing the state of California to try to make the state recognize that Bigfoot exists and classify him as a real species. She uh, she has a court hearing next month. We'll let you know how it goes. Mine was 54. I know. Wow. Yours always. It's but always she's low. passed out before because it's been so low. I just have, I'm one of those people in life that have a low heart rate. Right. All right. Uh, where did the story go? Here it is. All right. Dieting and losing weight. This is our favorite kind of weight loss study. Um, this is the kind that says you can eat eating all the junk food you love. Researchers in Japan talked to 60,000 people. We're all trying to lose weight. They measured their waistlines and body mass, and they also asked questions about their eating habits. And one of the questions had to do with how fast they ate. 37% admitted they tore through meals. (laughs) Just 7% said they ate slower than most people, and the rest ate at a relatively normal pace. But what's fascinating is the ones who ate slowly tended to have healthier lifestyles in general. Are you listening, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> He's hands down the fastest eater I've ever been ever, around in my ever life. Ever seen. 
Those punchkis, three bites, gone the other day. <laughs> I mean... And we order Uber Eats. I barely have mine unwrapped. And he has plowed through it. And it's gone. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if Have you a, always been a fast yeah, eater? I don't know if it's a, a, a mammal instinct from, you know, caveman time. Like, eat it before the before somebody before else gets it. Before the tiger it? eats you. I yeah. don't know. There you go. 97. 97 Was that the top minute. number? What was the other number? 99. Okay. What does that mean? That's your oxygen level, blood oh. oxygen level. Uh, let's see. What else? <laughs> so I guess like slowing down during meals helped them drop a few pounds, even if they didn't change what they were eating, just slowing down. Well, you probably eat less. People who ate at a normal pace were 29% like, less likely to be obese than people who ate really fast. And the slowest eaters were 42% less likely to be obese. And they think it's because fast eaters, they don't give their bodies enough time to feel full. So they just keep on eating. Yep. I'm telling you, I'm reading a book right now that is going to just mess up all my fun with food. Do you remember how when I wanted to quit smoking, I read a book and at the end of the book, I smoked my ceremonial last cigarette. I have not touched a cigarette since. Haven't even had an inkling to and that's been nine years i am reading a book about food right now that might have the same effect on me oh just how different foods affect your entire system Hmm. and how everything it's not you know why diets don't work it's because of what you're putting in your body and how how one system affects another and what foods do what. It is messing with my head. It's one of those books that I read. In a good way, in a healthy way, or yeah, a bad I way? Yeah, I mean, if, if I actually do something at the end of this book, then, yeah, it could radically change my entire life. Well, you if it have, does. That would mean I'd probably be saying goodbye to pizza forever and french fries and, you know, the things that I love. But the problem is, is I'm addicted to food. It's and it's not that it's not just that I believe I love these foods. It's that my body is craving it the same way that my body craved nicotine. Right. It's a, a drug. So it and what it is doing to my insides is crazy. You know how I you know when I first realized that I was addicted to food is when I realized that I couldn't go an entire day without having any. That's when I knew. That's when you knew. You know <laughs> you what? A problem. Mm-hmm. Eat to live, not live to eat. 8.30, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.